Everyone and welcome to episode seventy-three of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Steve Fontes with Hello Whoa. Eric Sanchez. You know that's mine, brother. Oh, that's I'm my sorry. gimmick. Okay. This week we are going to be talking about WrestleMania Eight. In addition to that, I watched all of the Superstars and Challenge episodes from the Rumble '92, the day the day after Rumble '92, the show after, up until WrestleMania Eight. So there's a lot of stuff that I misremembered when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of new stuff I found interesting going back to watch it again. So that'll be cool to look at. And I apologize for the delays in show in between shows, but just schedule wise for me and Eric, and my, my kids are sick, and I was sick, and all this other stuff. So you know how that goes. Uh, this fall- week was fun. You said Wednesday, and then it was Thursday. Then Thursday was to, to be determined. Then it was like Friday. I was like, I can't do Friday. Can you do Sunday? You said no. You like, could you do Saturday? I said no. And then this morning you say, can you do tonight? And I said, yes. And today is Sunday. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the night show here, which is rare for us. We're normally mid-afternoon, early afternoon, midweek. But yeah. It's kind of rare for us. You can follow us on Twitter, guys, at PPW Podcast, Positively Processing Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcast from, subscribe. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, uh, that'd be really, really appreciative. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, head to whatabaneuver.net. Pick up our brand new T-shirt, the Positively Pro Wrestling Coliseum Video Style T-shirt. It's a fun shirt that Eric likes, and he, he Eric got the blue one. I got the purple one. It's available yep. purple, black, and blue. I got the purple. He kind of regrets not getting the purple. He got the blue. Yeah, after you showed me pictures of them, I said maybe he'll give me the purple. No, it's mine. Because I remember when I first put it up, you're like purple. Uh, I don't. I don't think the purple looks good. I said okay. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't sound like something I would say. <laughs> no. Anyway, you can support the show, whatamaneuver.net. We had a, sh- a few sales uh, the past couple of weeks, so really appreciate it. If you buy a shirt from us, as a reminder, I'll send you a fun little prize of wrestling junk that you'll get in the mail uh, on a separate date. And I think that's it for the propers. Um, anything new with you, Eric? You're getting ready for WrestleMania. That's about it, right? Yeah, just trying to keep up with the weekly shows. Um, I'm, li- I'm liking the Hall of Fame so far, the yeah. inductees for the Hall of Fame. Yep. Me too. A lot of Jimmy Hart guys. That's true. The Hart Foundation. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Honky Talk Man. I like uh, Brutus. Is Brutus is not official yet? Oh, okay. We'll maybe, see. Maybe tomorrow night. Hopefully, hopefully, Brother Brutus. We'll see. I'm going to meet him at WrestleCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, meet him again. I I kind of met him once. Brutus or Brutus? Yeah, you met him at. He was at the. Uh, Oh yeah, we met. No, I met the, the Zodiac. I, I met the Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, you didn't meet Brutus. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> He's got his little mask he bought from Michaels and colored it with Sharpie to make it look yeah. the Zodiac. <laughs> I forgot about that. Anyway, uh, WrestleMania weekend. I will be there late Thursday night. So if you want to find me, I'll be at the WrestleCon Hotel at the New York Hilton. I'll be at uh, Access on Friday afternoon session and at the Superstore. And that night, I'll be at NXT. 
I will be out and about, I'm sure, at bars and restaurants and stuff. Saturday, I'll be at WrestleCon, also at the Fully Posable Fig Life Meetup, which is at 2 o'clock at the Irish Pub. Make sure you guys go to that. It's looking pretty big, so I'm looking forward to seeing a ton of people out there. We've been talking on Twitter and friends. We're looking forward to seeing everybody from Chad from the Horror Movie Barbecue to Jeff and Celeste from Fully Posable to Brandon Hova to everybody else. Just tons of people I'm looking forward to seeing, so it's, it'll be awesome. Oh, Ring Skirts, my buddy Nate. Looking forward to meeting yeah. him. It's going it's cool. to be fun. And uh, I, I'm joking with everyone. I'm sending everyone gifts. Like the first time I see you that when I run into you, I'm going to give him like the Macho Man Mega Powers handshake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, who are you? Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have told him that. See if they catch on. I think everybody would. And then uh, Nate was joking. He goes, I'm either just either going to shake your hand or slap you in the face. <laughs> Remember when Macho Man came to WCW? Yeah. He said he's going to do that to Hogan. Yeah. Oh, man. Macho Man and Hogan are pretty prevalent in this week's show for WrestleMania 8. Oh, you think so? I do. <laughs> and also, we're going to have a bonus show. So this show I'm going to release tonight, Sunday. I'm going to send out a bonus show on Wednesday. I'll let you guys know what the topic is at the end of the show, but it's pretty exciting. I'm really, really looking forward to everyone hearing that show. It's on Wednesday. So before we get kicking into WrestleMania 8 and all the feels it brought us back to, yep, you got loved a it. trivia question for me from our buddy Derek. Do you get that as the model? Okay. I do. What's the trivia question from Collector Derek? So this question, as you said, comes from Collector Derek. So when the WWF introduced the light heavyweight championship in 1997, the inaugural champion was determined with a tournament. What or who did Taka Mishinoku beat in the final match of the tournament to become champion? So who did he beat? Yeah, who did he beat to become like, champion? What was the finals? It is he was. It's one of two people. Well, the the final match took place at. In your house, DX. Okay, that's not really helping. But it, it's 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 either it's gonna be one or two people. So I'm gonna guess Brian Christopher, or or well, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the other one? <laughs> Scotty Two. I was gonna guess Scotty Duati. Okay, <laughs> I knew it was one of those two. It was Brian Christopher, right? Yeah. Okay, there we go. So I got that one. So you did not stump the Steve. Oh boy. You're going to get you. I know. I wish Collector Derek was going to WrestleMania. We, he could try to stump me in person. <laughs> I have been, a bunch written down. I've been DMing a lot with uh, Kalaji's at KPNDC, and we're just like both like stressing over all the stuff we want to get signed at yeah. WrestleCon, and, like what to bring and not to bring and stuff like that. And it's interesting to like figure out what we'll end up with. But I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. And looking forward to meeting everybody and the shows and i'm going to new japan roh on saturday night and i don't know if anyone's looked at the card for that have you looked at the card for no. it no you should you should watch it on fight that night on pay-per-view it is i have a credit maybe i'll order it it is in seriously the card from top to bottom is insane the main event is jay white versus okada for the end uh the heavyweight championship then there's a three-way ladder match for the roh championship it's just going to be nuts. Like, okay. top to bottom, the card looks insane. So I suggest you checking it out for sure. Um, you know what? Let me check before you order. I don't know if it'll be on New Japan World. If it is, I'll give you my password to that. Because it might be on New Japan World. Okay. And if it does, I'll give you that. But either way, awesome show, and I'm really looking forward to that. TakeOver should be awesome, too. I'm not going to WrestleMania unless someone gives me free tickets last minute. And it's going to have to be good seats, too. <laughs> because yeah. I'm not going to pay for a hotel for that. It'll have more fun to be here. You'll come over to watch Mania, right? You know what? I'm going to. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll come over. Yeah. See if Becky Lynch will get the championship. Someone tweeted, yeah. like, it would be hilarious if Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, and Charlotte all won. How pissed everybody would be if all three of those guys won. That would be great. You'd be happy. I would. So, really quick, 
This is our last show, our, your last show before WrestleMania. What do you want to happen, and what do you think is going to happen? Um, for, the, for, the, for the big car, for the big matches. For the big one, I want to see Seth Rollins win okay. the Universal. I want to see Kofi Kingston have a short, like a little run with the yeah. world or the WWE, even if he loses it Monday. Okay. You know, I just want, I just want, want to have that moment. Yeah. yeah. He would be the first black wrestler, right? For w, or WWE, not including The Rock. Champion. Was he Booker T the champion? No, he was the like the, the world champion. He wasn't the WWE champion. Well, I mean, I guess technically... Because Mark Henry was the world yeah, champion, too. If you don't want to count The Rock, I mean, he's black. Yeah. So, But other than him, no? Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Uh, Becky Lynch, I do want to win. Okay. I'm hoping Charlotte pulls... I mean, not Charlotte. Oscar pulls Charlotte out of that match and has a match there at WrestleMania. That's not going to happen. But you would like it to happen. I would like it Oscar's to happen. already announced for the Battle Royal. I know, but, so, you know, so was Becky Lynch. She wasn't announced for the Royal Rumble, but she showed up. You know what? That's true. That's and true. I'd like to see... What was the other thing I wanted to see? Okay, awesome. I forget. Okay, awesome. I'll re- when I remember, I'm totally going to cut you off and then jump in. That's fair. Okay, so getting in to WrestleMania 8. Wait a second. What? Can I cut you off? You remember what you're going to say? Okay, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. With everybody talking about Baron Corbin being yeah. Kurt Angle's last match, what I think might happen, this, I'm just throwing this out there because obviously I don't know. You don't have an insider information? No. Okay. No, no. Angle just destroys Baron Corbin. Okay. John Cena shows up. It's like, you, you want a real challenge? Let's go. And then John Cena and Angle have their match. Like a full match. Who wins? Oh, that's sad. I like to see Cena. Okay. Just to have, you know. The guy retired, go out. Not as as successful as he was. I don't know. I think whatever happens, it'll be a fun show. Mm-hmm. There's not many matches I'm not looking forward to. I mean, honestly, the Angle match, Angle can't turn his head anymore. Like so, right. it's it's people are. I get what people are mad. That he's facing Corbin, but if you're doing a storyline, it would make sense he's supposed to face him. Yeah, right. Not John Cena. I, whatever. It's, well, he had his pick. I think that storyline was kind of dead, and he brought it back. He's like, this guy's been giving me you know hell ever since I was Raw GM. Well, I mean, it. I don't care. I'm going to yeah. have fun with it. Like, there's nothing to complain about in this show at all. Like, yeah. if you think about it from top to bottom, what's there to complain about? I mean, I guess that the tag titles might not be defended with the uh, New Day and the Hardys. Or not the New the, the New Usos? Day. The Usos and the Hardys, yeah. Yeah. But there's too many matches in the card. It doesn't all They're work right. out. It, whatever. You know, whatever. We'll see. It'll be it'll be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of fun shows, WrestleMania 8 mm-hmm. took place at the Hoosier Dome. In Indianapolis, Indiana, Indiana, April 5th, 1992, attendance of 62,167. A lot of empty seats in the upper deck, if you notice that, mm-hmm. on, the, on some of the wide shots. Uh, this, was a sh- this is my comfort food show for wrestling. It's a show that I could put on. If like, Sometimes if, I, if I'm like up and I can't sleep, yeah. I'll put it on because I know... It'll entertain me if I want to step, but if I want to doze off, I'm not going to be mad I dozed off. It's okay. a million times. So it's, yeah. it's also, I was in second grade when the show came out, and I was so into wrestling, like so into it. I remember <laughs> yeah. uh, we had to do a like a writing project for second grade or something. It was any, anything you wanted. I think it was on any, like, I think it was on uh, just just something you like or whatever. So Who's I, your hero? No, I did a preview of WrestleMania 8. I broke down all the matches. Yeah. And I remember there's this guy in my class named Scott. 
and he read it. And I, that's how I found it. He liked wrestling too uh-huh. because he corrected me. He goes, you got to remember, he's Rick Square spells his name with just R-I-C. Yeah. So he like peer edited at me. And I remember my predictions. In were second like, grade, that's amazing. Yeah, man. And he was, we were just like, you know, I was like, who will win? I do not know. I will report back later. <laughs> and uh, this is a story. Until I, then, and the hot tip Steve. <laughs> Call my 900 number. 909-9900. <laughs> I know I've told this story before, but I don't care because not everyone's listening to every show in the, in the archives. So this was a show that I was on schedule to go with my dad to his friend's house who had an illegal cable box to watch the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I was probably being a jerk. I was doing bad. Something happened. Where my mom's like, "You're not going. You got school tomorrow. It's a Sunday. You know, spring break just happened, or it was, or it's happening next week. Whatever it was." But I couldn't go. Yeah. My dad's like, "All right, you know, your mom said no. You're not going." I threw a tantrum, like that rivals a lot of tantrums. <laughs> I was just. I remember pouting, jumping up and down. I want to go. I want to go. And my mom and dad are just like on the couch laughing at me. Like, no, this isn't going to happen. That probably made you even more mad. You know, it did a little bit. But my Take dad. Me seriously. <laughs> my dad was. I made my dad call his friend and get results of the matches. <laughs> you made your dad do this? Yes. And my dad was like, all right. So he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, Bret Hart won. I'm like, okay. It's like, Macho Man won. I'm like, awesome. He's like, Ultimate Warrior or something. I'm like, no, Warrior wasn't on the show. He's like, no, no, he came back. I'm like, I missed this. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it was okay because the next day on the bus, uh, a friend had a tape copy for me yeah. from his black box, recorded it, and so he gave it to me, and I got to watch it. But that's that's a memory for sure of the show. Yeah. Another memory I have is the official rental of Coliseum Video when it came out. Mm-hmm. You know, when I don't know about your video stores, we had college, we had uh, Orland Video. Orland yeah. Video had like four I or went five. To Orland Video, too. So they had like four or five locations. But the one by me, they would get one copy of the wrestling tape when it came out. So you got to get there, or it's not going to be there, especially on a Saturday. So I remember asking the lady, you know, when's this going to be here? When's this going to be here? She's like, I don't know. The wrestling tapes are over there. I'm like, I know, but I want the new wrestling tape. So I got to Orland Video that Saturday morning. And I walk in there, and sure enough, it's on the shelf, but it was checked out. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Because they got it done on, like, Tuesday or whatever. So I had three video stores. One, I... My story's not done yet. Well, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this, the video store. There was, like, the... My story's not done yet. There was the recently returned videos when you yeah. would go up, like, because they get them in the Dropbox, but they haven't put them out on the shelf yet. Yeah, you're like, did you get this in? And they never got it in, right? Mm-hmm. But... I said, did you get WrestleMania H? He's like, uh, oh, yeah, here it is. I was like, oh, glorious. And then I got to watch WrestleMania yeah. that whole weekend. So that was my quick story. Go ahead with your story. Sorry. Well, there were three store, uh, three video stores. Like Blockbuster, they never had the stuff in stock. Like I'd go in, like stuff that I was looking for, never yeah. had it in stock. Then there was the Orland video on 159th. They were like 50-50. Yeah. Sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't. But the always they had it was on 171st, like down the street from me. It was like the family pantry, but then it had like a little video store in the back of it. Like attached to the pantry? Yeah, attached okay. to the back. A little arcade section, stuff like Kinda that. Kind of like uh, Quick Stop and Clerks. Yeah. Okay. So it was like that, and they had it. So I would always check there first. If not, i go to Orland Video, and then Blockbuster would be my last, my last stop. So was that for like anything or just wrestling stuff? Mostly wrestling stuff. Okay. I mean, movies, and I wasn't really into movies. I was, <laughs> kid. I was into wrestling games. <laughs> well, as Vince McMahon said back in the uh, Beyond the Mat, he took a, he'd go, we make movies. Take a big gulp of water and say we make movies. They do make movies. Yes. That's what Vince McMahon Stories t- from beginning to end. Okay. 
All right. Well, so that was my kind of like where I was as a fan. Where mm-hmm. were you as a fan in 92? Like where were your head at? Were you really watching religiously every week? Were you super into it? I was. I was really big into it. And I ordered this one. I remember I had a friend. So you were like a, probably 11, maybe probably. 12. Okay. It was in junior high. Yeah. What are you? Yeah, you maybe fifth, or, so. fifth or sixth grade you would have been in. Yeah, because you're four, four, you're four years older than me. Maybe seventh. Okay, no, sixth or seventh grade. Okay, either way. Because I had a friend Dan that I met in sixth grade. Okay, so we would go to his house to watch the other pay per views. I felt like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna host a watch party with my friends. Sure. So, uh, my mom let me order it, or she ordered it for us, whatever it was. But he came over. And I remember, we were watching it, and we were both into it. So at the time, I was into it enough to watch it every week and pay the fifty dollars oh. to watch the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it might have been twenty four ninety five at the time back in ninety two. But either way, this was what's funny too is looking back. This is a super scandalous time in the WWF. Business is going down, mm-hmm. but for me as a fan, this is like it's just ramping up. You know, because we're right in ninety two. Ninety three is great. Ninety four is like another peak when Bret Hart's yeah. the champion and stuff. So it's interesting that from the perspective of nationally and business-wise, they're going down. But me, I'm like, this is just kicking off. Yeah, so things were changing for me with this because I remember Sid Justice from WCW. I remember Ric Flair from WCW. I remember, I mean, Shawn Michaels was just fresh out of the Rockers. El Matador was Tito Santana before. So they're doing changes and then hiring new people you know, for this WrestleMania. So it was like a, felt like just a shift in yeah. WrestleManias for me. Okay, uh, I'm going to go down a list of some highlights of the Superstars and Challenge episodes leading up mm-hmm. to the this WrestleMania because I was watching every week and I have a few memories and a few of my fonts are off. And I'll, I'll explain which ones they were as I okay. kind of go along here. So the first Superstars after the Rumble 92 were Flair 1. The top contenders are announced for who will be the number one contender. So it was... Was this the press conference? Or? That's coming up. Okay. So first they say who's going to be in the press conference, which is Roddy Piper, Undertaker, Macho Man Randy Savage, Sid Justice, and Hulk Hogan. And those were the final guys in the Rumble with Ric yeah. Flair. So one of those guys is going to be the number one contender. Uh, then in the first episode of Challenge, uh, Bobby's there. He's the host with Girl Monsoon. He's super happy. Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, cut a great promo. Uh, there's, a Tatanka, there's a Tatanka vignette, and they call him Chris Chavez. During all his, which I do not have recall at all. Like Chris, Ch- He wasn't called Tatanka. He's called Chris Chavez. Okay. And also... They were advertising a like WBF workout fantasy camp type of thing, so mm-hmm. the World Bodybuilding Federation. I, I, I kind of remember that. I, I remember them pushing the WBF, but I don't remember the fantasy camp option of being able to pay to work out with these WBF bodybuilders. <laughs> uh, so the second uh, next Superstars episode, it opens up with the press conference. And most people have seen the highlights of Sid snapping, but you haven't seen a flare started off with a promo. And, like he, and what's funny is it's like, there's all these like fake media members in the crowd asking yeah. him questions. <clears throat> and behind them is the WrestleMania 7 banner is actually what's behind him. Mm-hmm. And he and Ric Flair ends his promo with, and that's the bottom line. Woo. I'm like, ooh. First, Stone Cold's not the original guy there. Yeah. And there's a few things that are hilarious because we all know what happens is Hulk Hogan's announced and Sid gets all pissed. Yeah. Yes. So yes. they uh yeah, they uh they kind of like Zoom in on Sid throughout the press conference, and he's got a stack of papers. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, so but, be, but before he crumbles them, he's like going over his notes. I'm like, that was his acceptance speech <laughs> that he had planned. I didn't realize that. That's what it was. Yeah, huh? it was his acceptance speech. <laughs> like, All right. People, I no, never thought of why he had papers. No one I knew else? he had them, and he was like getting mad, and he would start crumpling them. And he's like, Jack Tunney, what you did was bogus. Yeah. Yes, and it's great. So Hogan's all pumped up for it, and it makes sense that Hogan's going to be in the main event. 
event, you know, Hogan Does versus it? Hogan versus Flair for the title. But I mean, if you're looking at who who left, here's the, the deal: the Rumble. Last. Hogan got his Hogan got the title title stripped from him before they put it up in the Rumble. So what do you mean? So <laughs> Rick won the title. The yeah, Rumble. exactly. And Sid was the last guy to be eliminated. Okay, well, that's you don't get a prize for runner up here in the WWE. Well, Hogan did. <laughs> We're being second runner up. Oh man! And this is. Uh, was there? Do you remember? Was there any reactions from like Roddy or? No, they just kind of like. Well, Roddy got up and left right away, and then Macho Man. She's like, "This is a waste of time. What am I doing?" Well, Undertaker was there too, right? Yeah, he kind of like turned his, just walked yeah. away, and then you know Macho Man just was like disappointed. Uh, Sensational Sherry is on the funeral parlor. Remember that with Paul Bearer, the funeral parlor? Mm, go over it again. It was just him doing like, maybe, you know, there's there's the barbershop and yeah. the Heartbreak Hotel. It was the funeral parlor. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I remember the funeral parlor. It's just Paul Bearer doing interview segments and with like a casket background and stuff like that. Anything it's, like stand out? Yeah, there was, it was, um, the underneath his music played. There's a few moments and it's, and that's where Jake Roberts slammed the casket on Undertaker's hand. Okay. So that's yeah. that type of thing. Uh, Sherry comes out and confesses she's in love with Shawn Michaels. So of course. that's kind of the, the lead up to him getting her as a manager. And challenge, uh, another episode of challenge. As I was watching this, what I noticed a lot was challenge was basically a recap of superstars with other matches is what it yeah. ended up being. So not too much on challenge. There's a few things. Uh, there was a barbershop incident where Sid beat the hell out of uh, Brutus Beefcake and, and smashed his barbershop. Up and it's also where he gets like shaving cream all over his face. Yeah. It looks hilarious. He busted the can. Yeah, and uh, also there's like a really good promo between uh, Roddy Piper and Bret Hart. But that's pretty much it as far as the challenge stuff. Uh, but this one also the first Papa Shango vignette starts off. So this is where Papa Shango starts making his debut. Okay, uh, and then superstars number another superstars. It's with uh, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect is in the funeral parlor. They say Hogan sucks, etc. Uh, they hype up the Saturday Night's main event, which I remember being pumped for. We did a, we did yeah. a look back at these Saturday Night main events, the ones on Fox. So we look yeah. back at these. Ones. I remember watching this and then w- and looking forward to watching it on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Papa Shunga does his debut. Uh, another challenge, they announce some more matches for Mania. They announce Skinner and Owen. They talk about Virgil and the Rebel Man being a part of it. We know Virgil and Rebel Man were eventually in the 10-man tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Superstars episode, they recap Saturday Night's main event. And uh, this is where they change the main event in this episode of Superstars. After that Saturday night's main event, they change it to Hogan versus Sid. And the main reason is because Sid beat up Brutus. Like, that's why it got changed. It's, it's kind of like convoluted. Not because he bailed on Hogan? No. In the tag man? No, they, they mostly pushed it because Hogan wanted revenge on Sid. Like, that's kind of how they pushed it. I don't really remember that. Because I remember he almost, he, was, he said he was going to break his face in a million pieces when yeah. Hogan came and defended him, but I don't think he beat up, no, like busted his face. No, he didn't, but he, but did, he, like, but he was going to or something. It's, it's yeah. kind of like convoluted. Uh, they announced, but it made sense to switch it yeah. to, to the match. They, we'll get into that as, as we get into the show. Uh, they talked about uh, Bret Hart versus Piper. That's announced for WrestleMania. Uh, Ric Flair, this is the first time he hints about knowing something about Macho Man. Uh-huh. This is the first time. Uh, another superstars, Perfect and Flair, are still hinting at knowing they don't do it yet. Then they show the exclusive footage of Jake and the Undertaker backstage at Saturday Night's main event, where Jake was going to hit Elizabeth with the chair, but Undertaker stopped him. Yeah. So I thought that was on the original broadcast, but it wasn't. This is like the first time you saw that. So that builds up the Undertaker versus Jake the Snake. Um, another episode of Superstars, Money Inc. is the new tag champs. Because so, so Jake was 
was bad guy going into this one, right? Yeah. So what happened was Jake and Undertaker were kind of together because remember they invaded SummerSlam '91, Matchman Liz's wedding. Remember well, they that? did some, something against Warrior too, like put him in the coffin. Yeah, but the, yeah, and then Jake was yeah. trying. Well, Jake tricked Warrior to go through like this pit of snakes. No, so. that was after WrestleMania Eight because Warrior okay. wasn't back yet. Remember, Warrior kind of left. And he made his return at WrestleMania 8 because Warrior left after SummerSlam 91 because he held Vince up for money, so he fired him. Okay. And then Jake, that's when he kind of turned heel, and that's when he attacked Macho Man and Liz at their wedding with The Undertaker. So it's a little, the timeline's a little off with what you're saying, but you're you're remembering it right, but the timeline's a little off. That's a long time ago. I, I watched a lot of wrestling. <laughs> um, so anyway, this what happens is Jake the Snake and Macho Man have their blow-off uh, versus against each other at Saturday Night's Main Event. Their feud. Macho Man wins. And the backstage is Jake being behind the curtains with a chair saying, I don't care who's coming through that curtain next. They're getting hit with this. Yeah. And as he's, and of course, Liz is going to walk through first. And as he's about to swing it, Undertaker grabs it to stop him. Okay. So that they kind of leave that. But anyway, uh, Money Inc. is the new tag champs. And there's something, again, convoluted with Jimmy Hart selling the rights to natural disasters to get Money Inc. a tag title championship. So that's how that match is set up with Money Inc. versus Natural Disasters. Also how Natural Disasters are now good guys. There's a funeral parlor with Jake the Snake Roberts, and Jake the Snake and Undertaker are there facing each other off. And this is the famous line where Jake goes to Undertaker, just whose side are you on? Undertaker goes, not yours, to a huge <laughs> pop from this crowd. People really want Undertaker to be to be the guy. Yeah. Uh, Jake slams Undertaker's hand in the casket, mm-hmm. which is literally Undertaker just holding onto it with his fingers yeah. and dragging it towards him. I remember this at the time. I remember this being a big deal. I remember thinking that, I mean, obviously the, the casket was crushing his hand. Yep, it was. And he was getting smashed on the back with a chair. <laughs> he was. <laughs> uh, next superstars, uh, Mr. Perfect continues to hit. They still haven't said anything yet. I remember this being like, months of them talking about Liz. Yeah. But this just, I remember just, the magazine. I think the the reason of the magazine was I read the magazine so many times is why I thought it happened so many times. Probably, probably. Because I just read it over and over. <laughs> uh, we've got a WrestleMania report, and this is actually the episode where Ric Flair busts out the WWF magazine, and because Mean Gene interview, interviews Ric Flair, and this is where Flair says, uh, she was mine before she was yours. He calls her damaged goods because she's not celibate. So apparently, because Liz fucked somebody before Macho Man, she is well, she's not a, she's she's not pure. She's damaged goods apparently, which is yeah. just a ridiculous story. The Space line. Mountain will ruin you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. It's a T-shirt. Uh, then this starts the uh, trend of Sid putting jobbers out on stretchers. Yeah, which I loved. Then there's a press conference in next episode of Super Source in Indianapolis with all the wrestlers. There's nothing really to highlight, just your standard wrestlers piping up the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Vince interviewing Ric Flair at a restaurant. Rick has the magazine just flipping through it. He's like, oh, look at this. Look at this. You believe this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they go through the magazine. Mean Gene goes to Macho Man's house to interview him, and Macho Man just goes, untrue, untrue. Like, that's all he says during the yeah. interview. Uh, originally, I found out later 
There was supposed to be the British Bulldog versus the Berserker at WrestleMania. It didn't happen. Kind of bummed we didn't get that match. Was there any build-up to that, or was it just announced for WrestleMania? Uh, a little bit, but Bulldog was on all the superstars and challenges leading up to Mania, so it was kind of interesting. Because I kind of remember seeing the graphic for that. And then in this episode, Sid breaks Virgil's nose, so Virgil has to wear the nose thing. And Superstars 9. Because he's destroying everybody yeah, every week. He was. Ric Flair's on a boat. Mean Gene interviews him. More photos. <laughs> just keeps. It's basically showing the magazine. Yeah. And, Which is why I bought it. Yeah. And what's, what is it here? Oh, yeah. Hogan is on Superstars. This is the first one he's appeared on. Not in like a taped report. Mm-hmm. Gene interviews him. He's pretty pumped. Everyone's pumped about that. And this is where the Tatanka, Rick the Model, the Martell feud starts. And more SIDS. More this at this point on, just keep repeating a lot of the same stuff we remember. Well, he st- he stole Tatanka's feather. He did. <laughs> the, which mo- is, the model I'm talking about. Yeah, which is a reason to have a match, I guess. Oh, of course, it's a sacred feather. Yeah, right. And more Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair stuff. Promo for March to WrestleMania Eight, which was the hype show before Mania. <laughs> and then Superstars Eleven, which was basically a replay of the March to WrestleMania. And this is the first time. Mr. Perfect says there's going to be a giant centerfold of Liz on the Jumbotron. Yeah. Where they imply, because he's like, it's pay-per-view. They can't cover anything. So they implied she was going to be naked on top of the Jumbotron. That's what I interpreted it as. So when you and your front order the paper, you're like, oh, man, we're going to see Liz. I can't wait. You're going to see I, I hope Mom goes to the kitchen to get uh, some Lunchables <laughs> or some, <laughs> some of those juice hugs, like the those hugs. little barrels. I remember those <laughs> with the foil. Mama, go get me some juice hugs. <laughs> With the foil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Vince interviews Liz, and she says the photos are fake and doctored. That's the first time she says they are, too. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's and that's the all the buildup leading up to Mania, all those superstars. It, it brought me back, for sure, to being a kid. I bet. All right. It was a fun show. Let's, let's get started. WrestleMania 8. What is your initial thoughts on the whole show overall? When you, like re- a, like you re- a, rewatched it recently, like was it an easy watch? Was it? A it hard was an easy watch. I remember not liking the first match just because it was slow, and I just didn't think um, the first match being Shawn Michaels versus El Matador. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Sure, <laughs> just just their chemistry between the two of them, which is I don't know, just wasn't there. And there was a lot of headlocks and slow moving stuff. Everything after that I thought was great. And there was a couple of matches I, I forgot about. I told you was the uh, Skinner and Owen Hart I forgot about, but it was short anyway. Yeah. And then the uh, Tatanka and Model match I forgot about. Okay. What about the show starts? They see the dome. You've got Bobby and Gorilla. Yeah. You've got a bunch of Bobby lines. You were texting me throughout the show. He was on fire <laughs> throughout this. He was. If I could like write down everything he said, I would just play the whole show. Yeah. Everything he said in that pay-per-view was amazing. One of my favorite lines is when they're talking about gold, and Gorilla goes, the only gold you've ever had is in your teeth. And Bobby <laughs> goes, I don't have any gold in my teeth. I'm not Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but what I loved at the beginning when they're, he's talking about the – because Bobby Heenan is, is a big advocate for uh, Ric Flair, so to speak, yeah, and, and Mr. Perfect, and just he's like, oh, I can't wait to see the centerfold on the on the big screen and the jumbo thing, or whatever, and, and you could see Heenan just like looking around the arena, just yeah. like looking for the big screen, waiting yeah. for it to pop up, and Monster's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm waiting for the Liz to show up on the big screen. <laughs> Well, Monsoon probably said, will you stop? Yeah, there's just so many other lines, too. Like when uh, Bobby Heenan says, I've been, the, I've been the champion before. Champion of who? 
Chairman of my neighborhood. <laughs> and there's another one where uh, if, I forgot what match it was, but there was a like a like a arm t- like a head drop takeover, it's like a yeah. headlock takeover. And Grills like, you're not going to beat somebody like that. Probably like I beat a, I beat a few guys like that before. <laughs> it's like who did you beat with that? <laughs> as soon as uh, El Matador Tito Santana's music hits, Reba McIntyre's getting done with singing. Yeah, the let's, let's let's start. He's like, well, well, here comes uh, Tito's sister. Monsoon's like, that's not Tito's sister. He's like, yeah, it's a Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you stop? Yeah. yeah, these guys are just great throughout the whole show. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll just go match by match here with any thoughts. We already talked about Michael versus Tito. I'm kind of with you. Not a good match, like, but it does have an iconic image of Michaels walking, like with his hand, f- hand finger up it in does, the air. It does, but the, I think one of the things I didn't like about it either, even before it started, because it, a few months before this is when um, what's his name turned or Michaels turned on Janetti. Yeah. So I wasn't really on board with Michaels, even like, being as a single star, because I really liked Janetti. Like between the two, like, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought Janetti had more personality and charisma. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't like Shawn Michaels. You were way off. I was way off. <laughs> And then Tito Santana doing the El Matador thing. I'm like, what was wrong with Tito Santana? But whatever. Now he's the Matador. And I don't know. Like I said, the match didn't have that too much chemistry between the two. But Sherry did sing the intro, which I liked. Michaels gets the win at 10 minutes and 38 seconds. It was a long 10 minutes. It kind of was. And I think if it was a younger Tito, like Tito that went after Rick Martel, it would have been yeah. a much better, like more high-flying match, you know? I think so. Maybe then- if they... Maybe he had matches before. Something something had to be different, but it's it's done and over with. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Undertaker versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Well, before that, I just took a note of sure. me and Gene and, and Legion of Doom comes out with oh, Paul Oh, right, Ellery. right, 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 right. Yeah, I forgot. This, this is probably one of my favorite Legion of Doom promos because they were talking about how they're wild and they're crazy. And, yeah. you know, nobody was uh, driving the train before. He's like, well, look who's driving it now. And it's like Paul Ellering. Did and, you know I, who the, he was? I didn't. No clue. No. I'm like, who's this old fart? <laughs> The bald guy? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think you had to know their history of yeah. the Road Warriors, and there was other people, and they had this thing called Legion of Doom in a different promotion. So No, they had Road Warriors in a different promotion. They're the Legion of Doom in WWF. No, no. There was Road Warriors with, like, one or two other wrestlers and Paul Ellering, and that was called the Legion of Doom. Oh, It was, like, okay. the spinoff or the um, ripoff of, like, the I DC see. Legion of Doom. I thought, like, Demolition was a ripoff of Legion of Doom. No. <laughs> No. Okay, Undertaker versus Jake the Snake Roberts. The best part about this match is the music. Trust me, trust me, trust me. I, I like this match, though. Yeah. I liked how slow and like methodical it is because Undertaker is who he is. Yeah. He's, he's young Mark Callis in, <laughs> in an overcoat and a, in a um, what do you call it, like a 10-gallon hat or whatever. <laughs> and, and I just love Jake, how he moves, how he like kind of like tricks Undertaker in, and he's quicker than Taker. So I'm like, well, how is this going to work out as a kid? I was conflicted when Jake turned because I loved him so much, and then he turned yeah. bad. I'm like, I kind of still like Jake. I liked his orange tights he had with the flames on it. I did not like these white tights he was wearing this year. See, I was the other way around. I didn't like the orange tights. Okay. like the flames. This was also the match that Jake threatened not to show up at, not to do, unless they let him out of his contract. Because right oh, really? This, he goes to WCW Okay, for spin the wheel, make a deal. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. also, I got another Heenanism right here. Okay. Bobby asks Gorilla if he knows how Paul Bearer got his urn. Bobby's like, no. I mean, uh, Gorilla's like, no, I have no idea. He's like, well, he earned it. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then I <laughs> like, Heenan is so funny. And there's another one in there, too, where uh, he was like, what's in that? And Bobby's like, what's in that urn? I don't know. He's like, you're it's a, a broad- broadcast journalist. <laughs> he's like, you don't know a lot of things for a broadcast journalist. <laughs> and he's like, well, neither do you. Aren't you a broadcast journalist? <laughs> And then it just kind of goes silent. Yeah. 
next up, we've got a great matchup, which we've talked about before on, on other episodes for whatever reason. It's Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper, Intercontinental yeah. Championship. Before the match, they do a little backstage promo where Piper's trying to be all goofy and He's talking about Bret Hart, and he goes, you know, we, I just remember when you was little tight. And he's like, before you were potty trained, of course, he wasn't potty trained until he's seven. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. and I remember you, Mrs. Hart, give me this bologna sandwiches. Of course, you don't give me one slice. That's okay. I was hungry. And then, you know, <laughs> Bret Hart's like, no, I'm here for business. I'm here for that championship, you know? And right. I loved it. And then, One of the last, I don't know why I remember to this day, I remember him saying, I knew you since you were knee high to a grasshopper. Like that just stuck with me. Uh huh. So you're right. He's trying to be all cute with, with Brett and Brett's like just stone cold looking at him. And mm-hmm. He wants that championship. He does. He yeah. wants that belt. And this was probably my start where I'm like, man, Bret Hart is the man. And I like the interaction between I could have had you. He's like, no, I could have had you. Because Bret turns him around, he's like going to punch him in the face, and then Roddy pulls out of his like his it's behind like a, his belt, duct like tape, a, like or something, a, like his belt rolled up. Or yeah, something. it looked like duct tape to me, but yeah. his belt rolled up. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Both these guys get big pops coming out. Uh, I think the crowd, as the match went on, was a little more into Bret. There's a few. This isn't a show where we break down match by match here, but. There's a few little tidbits I liked about it. I liked Bret Hart played possum like three times throughout the match. Mm-hmm. And Piper got like, and the second one he got pissed. He's like, all right, I'm yeah. done with you. Like there's a part where Bret Hart's like down and Grill's like, oh, he's hurt. And Bobby's Something about like, his clavicle yeah. or his shoulder. And then Bobby's like, yeah, or he's gold bricking. And Grill's like, he is not. Then all of a sudden he gets up. He's like, he was gold bricking. I yeah. told you, Monsoon. And uh, then there's the part where Piper teases the heel turn with the belt. Bret Hart's all bloody. He doesn't knock him over the head with it. Yeah. And and I, I'd also like the part where Piper kind of suckers him in. He's like, okay, you know, let's start over. I'll hold the rope for you. You know, mm-hmm. you can get back into the ring. I'll hold it. And he lets him in. He's like, okay, we're cool. We're cool. And then the ref is talking to Brett. And then <laughs> Piper comes up and suckers him right in the face with a punch. Yeah, that's what you do, Roddy yeah. Piper. This is 13 minutes, 51 seconds. Second longest match on the show. It, it was great. And it still holds up to this day. Yeah. If you guys have never seen it, go out of your way to watch this one. Bret Hart versus Piper. Bret Hart gets Story the wise, I think it's probably one of the better told stories. You got this older Piper who's still got kind of a fan favorite. Yeah. And the young and up and coming Bret Hart, like super over with the fans. So you got two fan favorites and Roddy just, I don't know. He can't hang like Bret keeps countering him and countering him. So Roddy has to cheat. And then he he's going to hit him with the bell, and he's like, I can't do this. This was another match I was conflicted on as a kid, you know, because I liked both these guys so much. And yeah. then get Bret Hart getting the W. But it, it was a great moment for Bret Hart to get the championship, yeah. and this was when he started becoming one of my favorites for sure. This is up there as far as matches, overall matches. Yeah. Not even like just WrestleMania matches, like any matches. It's one of the better Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship matches yeah. ever, too. Like you said, it's the story they tell throughout the match. It's It's so great, and... Bret Hart was a guy, when I was a kid, I liked a lot. And I liked him because I liked the Hitman character. I liked the pink shades, I liked the fireworks, I liked yeah. the jacket. I liked like his like attitude. I liked him. But as I've grown older, I like love the little things he does in the match and like his facial expressions. And just I love watching Bret Hart matches. love watching him talk about his matches. And Bret Hart was – I was listening to some interview he was doing, I think with Sam Roberts. And Bret Hart was like, you know, one of the things I take the most pride in – is so many guys will tell me and have told others like the best match they've ever had is with Bret Hart, which is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool to do, and it's true. Like Kevin Nash's best matches against Bret Hart, um, Shawn Michaels one of his best matches is against Bret Hart. You know, and Austin's best match ever is against Bret Hart. So it's really really cool that he's got all these like legends. Maybe even Undertaker. No, 
Undertaker was second or third best match against Bret Hart because he has best ones against Michaels. But his SummerSlam 97 match against Bret Hart was so good. Yeah. It's just, he's got, again, as I grow older, he's a guy that I love watching more and more of. He, even Yokozuna, I thought that yeah. match was great. Yeah, 9 and 10. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we've got the 10 man or the 8 man tag match. With Ray Combs as the uh, announcer, he's, yeah. he's the host of Family Feud, who tragically took his own life. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about his funny jokes. I, I was going to write his jokes down, but I'm like, nah, I'll just pass them over. Because there's like too long, too much to talk about. Yeah, it's like a setup. It's basically the survey says type of thing. It's yeah. it's whatever. This is just a little nothing match to get these guys in the card. It's Big Boss Man, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Sergeant Slaughter, and Virgil. To feed the Mountie, the Nasty Boys, and the Repo Man in 6 minutes and 33 seconds. As I've gotten older, obviously, you kind of learn. Well, for me, I learned the the, the flow of, of a pay-per-view. So I kind of like this match a little bit more now, knowing that it's like a come-down match. It's just supposed to be a little fun thing. Yeah. Put them all together. And it was a decent match. I liked it was fun. Virgil, Hacksaw, Slaughter, and the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Macho Man Randy Savage with Elizabeth versus Ric Flair. The first part of our double main event for the WWF Championship. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. And Yeah, mine too. It's so great. Like the Even the start of the match, you know, it makes sense. Randy comes out sprinting, going right after Ric Flair. He's without, not, without, without Liz. No, because Liz is put in the back for sure because Macho yeah. Man doesn't want her involved. This match is so great. And what's funny because over the years, Ric Flair's talked about how he did not like this match. But when he had his podcast for a few months, Ric Flair, he went back and watched it. He was like, you know what? This is a really good match. I didn't realize it. It is like every little thing that they do in this match enhances it. For sure. To the point of Ric Flair bleeding to Macho Man's leg. Yeah. Macho Man's selling the leg. It's like throughout the whole match, he oh, sells yeah. it. You know, and at some point, they're... Ric- and the, and the, the ref back turn and, and uh, perfect, like taking mm-hmm. cheap shots on Savage is like... There's no way he can win. Yeah. With and all of this going against him. Exactly. Everyone's and eventually Liz comes out and who's there to hold him back? A young Shane McMahon yeah. is in there with all the with all the WWF officials. Yeah. And then she's like, Get out of here, get out of here. You know, leave me alone. They eventually say, Okay, she's here. And then Rick Flair's like, What are you doing here? You know, they have this match, there's a couple false finishes. Macho Man gets the roll up with the tights. One, two, three. The pop is through the roof. Everybody's yeah. so happy Macho Man wins. Post-match, Ric Flair, all bloody, kisses Liz. She starts slapping him. Ric yeah. Flair sells the slaps. They're, they're, then they're eventually in the ring together, Macho Man and Liz holding the title. Macho Man's still selling the leg. Like oh, now, yeah. nowadays, and he's seething. Yeah, like in pain. And, and he's pissed, <laughs> but he's so happy. Hand the belt to Liz, and the fireworks go off. Everyone's going nuts. Yeah. And the music hits. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. It's awesome. It's awesome. So let's talk about this now. This was the double main event. Yeah. Not even hindsight. Let's say before you knew what happened in this show, should this match, the title match, close the show, or should it have been As I rewatched this, I said to myself, this should have closed the show. But then I was thinking what happened later, that should have closed the show. With the warrior coming out? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this still should have closed the show because so you of, think a, a warrior return should have happened in the middle. Of yeah, the show? that's still a big moment. You know, that's so those are your really your top two baby faces. Yeah, Hogan and Warrior. Yeah, but to me, the title should go on last. It should. I and, agree with that. And it's a title change. Yeah. Another thing too. And great again. I'm I'm putting. But either way, fans go home happy. Yes, I'm putting out of my head that the Hogan Sid match sucked. 
Yeah. Because you can't, you couldn't know that. I mean, I guess you could know that, but you couldn't know for sure how bad it would be before the, the actual show started. But how this went and the fireworks going off and the crowd going nuts and this was such a redemption for Macho Man. It Rick was. Been it really was. Mocking him for weeks and weeks and weeks saying he's basically, I banged your wife. Yeah. You know, and, Macho and I love how the story continued after WrestleMania. And this is the culmination of Macho Man's four-year journey back to the championship. Right. Starting at WrestleMania 4, losing it at 5. His whole life's in shambles. He goes to Sherry. You know, she leaves in WrestleMania 7. He finally gets his wife back <laughs> yeah. at WrestleMania. His, Liz back. They get married. The snake man comes after him, You know, ruins his wedding. He pushes him away. He comes up short in the Rumble, but he gets back in the championship match, and he wins the title. It's just a great story for Macho Man. It is. I'm gonna def- I'm gonna say that it, even though the Warrior moment at the end, which we'll get to, was amazing. I'm gonna defend this on my grave. I think they were both equal, so I don't. You're at not this point, I, I don't care. Okay, you're not gonna argue with me. No, I'm not. Okay. As I was watching, I'm like, this should have ended it because I forgot about the other four matches that happened <laughs> after this one because it was just like, this is it. This is the this, this should have been the final match because I remember Hogan and Sid being want want. But then, as I was getting closer to him, like you know what, I'm going to give it a chance with you know just yeah. fresh eyes. I want to see like how Sid does, and well, we'll get to that main yeah. event in a second. When when they were announcing this as the double main event, what did you think that meant when you were kids? I was really confused. Like, are they going to wrestle at the same time? I was really. I thought confused. it would be the last two matches. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but it wouldn't have worked with the flow of a show. But that makes sense. Yeah. So post match they go backstage and Ric Flair and and Perfect are pissed. Perfect's like, "Oh yeah, well, you had the trunks, Macho Man. You had the trunks." <laughs> and Ric Flair's trying to like calm himself, like <sighs> he's like, "There's a guy around town going around saying he's the champion of the world, but he's not." And the Ric Flair cuts a great promo yeah. and he's still all bloody with Sean Mooney backstage and and uh, Macho Man's promo. He's still selling the leg in his interview with Liz and he's still got the championship and that's a professional. He's the man. And I liked how Savage used the trunks. Like that's a that's a heel move. But he's he's doing whatever it takes. I know, and that's what made him made me like, I think, just elevated my, my love for Savage. It's just he would do that. <laughs> Even as a good guy. He'll grab the trunks and cheat yes. to win. <laughs> and we went from that huge high yeah. to talk to Taka versus Rick Martel. But I like the story of this one. The Skinner and Owen, I don't even remember a story being built around. There it. really wasn't. But at least there was some story with this. Model yeah. stole the, stole Tatanka's feather. And I remember Heenan saying something. Well, they had the Lumbee tribe like yeah. doing a little dance and chant stuff in the in the middle of the ring. And Monsoon, you know, as, as serious as Monsoon is, like, yeah, it's the Lumbee tribe of this, this, and that, whatever. And Heenan's like, the Lumpy tribe? <laughs> He's like, no, Lumbee, not Lumpy. <laughs> and then he goes, you ever say hi to Tatanka? He goes, hey, how are you? Tatanka. Tatanka, exactly. And it... But model coming out and he's got the feather and you can hear him go to the mic. He's like, this stinky feather. <laughs> he's like, I wear it with, and I make it look all nice. He's like, not no smelly Indian. <laughs> I like how you turned the model to Pepe Le Pew. He was. Listen to him. He's a, he's a French Canadian. He is. And he's he is. fancy. They were pushing the hell out of Tatanka yeah. at this time, watching these superstars episodes. I never really got into Tatanka. I did. You were, you were a guy. Was you, he was the future champ for you. I think because I was younger, obviously, <laughs> and I remember his name was Chris Chavez. I saw that, and I thought it was kind of like a Hispanic Latino name. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. You <laughs> he's know, my it, guy. He's you know, he's representing me. <laughs> he was not. He wasn't. He's representing the tribe. Uh, the, lump, the lumpy tribe. Tataka gets the win here. 
four minutes, 33 seconds. That was a short batch. Yeah, it was. And this was not the model's last major feud because that SummerSlam that year, he feuds with Shawn Michaels, which was a great yeah. match we talked about in our SummerSlam 92 show. Next up, the Natural Disasters, the newly turned good guy, babyface Natural Disasters, face Money, Inc. for the Tag Team Championships. They end up winning by a countout, Natural yeah. Disasters do. I don't know why. They didn't just Money, Inc. said to hell with this. We're out of here. And they left. It was smart. <laughs> Because I think Earthquake was going to, well, Typhoon hit his avalanche in the corner. Uh-huh. And then uh, Earthquake was doing the whole stomps, and Jimmy Hart or whoever pulls uh, DiBiase out of the ring, like, let's get the hell out of here. They got their rings, got their belts, and <laughs> went up the ramp. <laughs> They're like, screw it, we're out of here. Yeah, but the ref only counted like three and then rang the bell. Yeah. So it's like, we got to get this show going. <laughs> yeah, which probably explains why the next match is so short. Yeah. Owen Hart beat Skinner in a minute and 36 seconds. Yeah. After, was, after they Skinner. They should have just canceled that match. Well, I mean, they canceled one. They canceled Bulldog and Berserker. They kept Skinner, Owen Hart. Yeah. Owen Hart gets tobacco juice spit out of by Skinner. In his high-energy pants. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Hart gets the win here. Good for him. Whatever. So um, when this started, I'm like, okay, I'm going to see what young Owen's got. He didn't, yeah, I went to the bathroom. I came back. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is our main event. Hulk Hogan beats Sid Justice by disqualification. And Harvey Whippleman is also Sid's manager. He was Dr. I never Harvey liked him. No one liked Harvey Whippleman. I think that's kind of the point. I mean, even as, if somebody's like a fan of, I don't know anybody that, that even liked him. Like, he's, if you like bad guys, like, oh, I love Harvey. No, nobody likes Harvey <laughs> Whippleman. <laughs> I guess that means he's doing a good job. I guess. I liked Sid when he first came over as Sid Justice. I did, too. I was pumped. Well, I, I liked Heel Sid, because that's who I remember from WCW. Okay. Or NWA, whatever it was at the time. Did you think, going into this match, that Sid had a chance of beating Hogan? I did. Okay. Yeah. Because remember, Hogan was also teasing retirement going into this match. And this has got the famous line where Hogan's on the march to WrestleMania. Yeah, he's like, you know, I don't, I only know until I'm there. And Vince McMahon goes, thank you for the memories. Thank you for Hulkamania. I think I was happy when I heard that. And there's an awkward pause, and Hulk goes, thank you. Like, yeah. why did he say thank you? <laughs> thank you for Hulkamania. Well, I, I think, you know, behind the scenes, Hulk was, I mean, Vince is thanking him. Like, personally, like, he's, it's not just an act, like, he's. Yeah, but he just goes away for a little bit. He comes back that yeah. next summer, or that next late, right before next spring. He comes back yeah. for WrestleMania 9 and then steals Bret Hart's moment. Like, Hulk, we need you back. <laughs> the ship is sinking fast. <laughs> <laughs> come on back, Hulkster. Yeah. Uh, Hogan gets the win. Uh, after Sid kicks out a leg drop because apparently Papa Shango is late with the run-in, Papa Shango comes running in, and it's very confusing why he'd be involved because he yeah, was being no built, but he was not He had no association with Sid. Or Hogan. Or Whippleman. No, he's just a voodoo guy, and he comes walking down like all like hunched over, yeah. like not even sprinting, like, oh, crap, I'm late. Well, five minutes after it was all over, they said that Hogan won because of Shango's interference, but the bell was rang, rung Way before because Shango Whippleman even got comes in. in, yeah, because Sid has to kick out of the of the leg yeah. drop, and Whippleman just jumps up eventually, and he like hits Hogan or something, and okay. that's that's what ended up causing the DQ. And then the Warriors music hits, but there's a delayed reaction of a pop. It's like do 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 do, and then I was like, oh shit, the Warrior, and then he stand, and then he comes sprinting down, and Bobby goes, that's the Ultimate Warrior, it's the Warriors music. Yeah, there's they both Hogan and Warrior clear house. The sh the show ends with both of them. That moment when that music hit, 
that was probably one of the happiest moments and you were watching of, live of my, as a kid of, of my wrestling yeah like nostalgia is like i was so excited and i don't get like really excited about a lot of stuff but this oh my god i couldn't stop smiling i probably had an erection like just just the whole moment like he was back and he was coming to save hogan oh i loved it yeah, and, and, I, and he was fast. Well, he was thin. <laughs> he came down like he forty pounds lean. lighter. Mean and he lean. Li- he was sprinting like a gazelle down that ramp. <laughs> this is where the war- rumor started that it was a s- the other warrior died because yeah. he looked so different. He cut his hair. Yeah, and he was lean and mean. Mm-hmm. He was the ultimate warrior, man. Flips Shango over the top rope, starts pumping the fist. In oh the yeah, air. and then he starts the ridiculous feud with Papa Shango. Shango yeah. curses him and all that stuff too. So the ending of this crowd goes wild. Yep, fireworks all over the ring. That that's why I'm saying like I don't know it. It's a tie between that and, Fl- and Savage's win. Okay, I'm still gonna fight you, but you're not putting up much of the fight, so that's okay. I'm really not. That's fair. <laughs> Overall, what are you gonna give this show? A letter grade? A minus. Me too. Me too. And what's funny is, it's got two fantastic matches. Three. Well, no, two. You're right. And the rest are just they're there, but those two. Are two of the at least? Well, I think two of the matches are just there. I think the other ones were pretty interesting, well, in, in my opinion. Okay, which which we let's we'll, let's we'll go down the card again. Which are your interesting matches? Because obviously the two standouts are Ric Flair versus Macho Man and Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper. Right. Well, the ones I would do without would be Skinner and Own Hart and the opening match of uh, Michaels and El Matador. Okay, I guess I would too. But I mean the Taker, uh, Taker Jake, Jake match was, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten man tag I thought you know did its job, like for what it was. It was yeah, good, it, was it was a good. it was a it was a come down match. It, yeah. it was entertaining though. You know they easily could have put the Owen Hart match in that spot and it wouldn't have been as good. Right. But See, because you had that many superstars in one and Hacksaw Bossman, all those guys, and that, I mean everybody knows all eight of them. Yeah, was it eight or ten. It was a 10-man tag. Or eight, let me check. I think it's eight. Yeah, yeah eight-man eight eight, tag. Eight man tag. You're right. Yeah. It, it was, the Heart Foundation. I mean, not Heart Foundation. The Money, Inc. and Natural Disasters, I thought was a decent match. Except, <laughs> it's just know, like the ending. just bailed at the end. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's a hell of a WrestleMania ending. The way you, <laughs> put, match. It, the way you put it. Like, let's We're get out of here. here. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give it an A-2. And, you know, as far as, like, match grades... You've got two A plus matches out of oh, it. Oh, for is sure. Why it brings it up to me. Yeah. It's just a great show, and I'm, I'm kind of curious. I didn't think the Hogan Sid was as terrible as I remembered it. Because it was more of no, a Hogan match. No, it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. like the test of strength, and it, everything that Sid was doing, I could see Hogan not being able to top him. Yeah, I'm curious if someone who didn't grow up in our time frame and is in our age group watching this show, like someone who's, say, like 20 now or 21 yeah. right now. Like, if they would get, like, think this was just as good, or if they think it was yeah. just like, no, this wasn't great. Type of WrestleMania. <laughs> kind of curious. Maybe I'll ask somebody. Do you know any 20-year-olds? No. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out I'll, to my kids' preschool. Like, hey, let me talk to these kids. Hey, <laughs> you wrestling fans? You got the network? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, hell yeah, I do. It's like, do you ever watch WrestleMania 8? No. no. We don't watch anything before 20. <laughs> no, before, like, what, 30. I think 35 is coming up right now. Yeah. We are old, old people. There was a... Uh, but we're wise. We are. Yesterday or two days ago, it was 
It's like the 23rd, 23 years ago today, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had an Ironman match. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that brought me back because we watched that pay-per-view at my other buddy Eric's house, me and him and my, his friend Pat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we watched it in his room. Remember we said, like, this match sucked because <laughs> it was so long and boring. But I was you're looking it. at it now, like, older. I was into a, it even then. Okay. And what was funny is me and my other buddy Eric were like Michael's guys. Like, Michael's going to win. We're done with Bret Hart. And our friend Pat, who didn't You're watch, done. who didn't watch wrestling, was like, "You wanted Bret Hart." We're like, "Screw you, we hate Bret Hart." But we were pumping Michaels one, and it's just man, twenty three years ago, I was in sixth grade, not a care in the world. Now I got all these issues, yeah, and responsibilities. But what are you gonna do, right? It's it's it's. I guess the good news is like I buy a bunch of wrestling crap I couldn't buy before. That's true. Wish I had my money that I have then. I don't have much money, but I have some. Like I have like twenty five dollars. I would I could buy you know five Hasbro's like back then. Yeah, probably like if I had twenty five bucks, get some Hasbro's. Yeah, you probably did. Maybe a ring. Probably did. I wasted my money on like ba- I remember candy. Yeah, candy. There baseball was a, cards. Baseball cards. The baseball cards were big. Remember upper like there was upper deck. Oh, upper yeah. deck was like the premium pack. Yeah. That was like a dollar twenty. Leaf. Yeah, I would or buy. The, uh, I'd buy upper deck. Or Don only. Russ. <laughs> I'd buy the cheap ones. <laughs> Don Russ. <laughs> you remember those? <laughs> they were even like. They were, they were like. They were like crappy cardboard too. They were yeah, like. But hey, they weren't even glossy. You get more for your money. <laughs> I have heard. Don, I'm like I have a uh, Sean Dunstan Don Russ rookie card. <laughs> I haven't heard the word Don Russ in years. Well, there you go. Twenty years since I thought of Don <laughs> Russ. That is great. Oh, but upper deck were the shit. It was. They were like a foil pack. Yeah. The other ones were just like wax paper. Donruss wasn't even that. Donruss was like in a sack. Yeah, just <laughs> cardboard. Here you go. Yeah, we. I was. I was either tops or upper deck, yeah. because my buddies and I would trade. So you had to. You couldn't be trading tops for upper deck. Like old Eric couldn't show up with his Don Russ collection. No. <laughs> he was like, "Get out of here! Get that garbage out of here! <laughs> don't leave, don't don't put it near my cards." Oh, man. I still have some of those baseball cards in the storage bin. I want to go through that. You should. Nostalgia nostalgia segment sometime coming up. Maybe I'll do a, a live Twitter video. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about baseball cards in the wrestling podcast. Talk, talk about wrestling in the fields this show brought us. So it was a great show to listen to. It was. Listen, <laughs> it was a great show to listen to. <laughs> it's, it's a great show to watch. Great. It's a great show you know, to watch. You know what was a great show to listen to with Bobby Heenan? Yes. I exactly. listen to him all day. Thanks for the save. <laughs> I mentioned uh, we're going to have a bonus show this Wednesday. So, Oh, can I just tell you something real quick? That interview with Lex Luger that Bobby did yeah. was awesome. <laughs> I forgot about that. Let's talk about that. I forgot about so that. Skipped w- over it. Yeah, the WBF. Which they were pushing like crazy, by the way, during yeah. Superstars. Like crazy WBF stuff. And Jack. Jack. Luger was so jacked, like he had on his little sweater, like whatever it was. Yeah. And he looked so huge and he's just complimenting Bobby Heenan, like, you're the, you're the best. I don't know about that fat slob next to you. Him the fat guy. <laughs> and girl's like, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, I could tell it was kind of taped because I think Heenan had to get his questions in real quick before Luger could answer. And it was almost like too close for me to, Think that Luger and Luger drinks like a glass of milk or something. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah this is uh, again hyping Luger up because he was allowed to leave WCW but not be a wrestler. So he signed a WBF contract yeah. until his rest WCW ex- deal expired. So here's the thing: I as kids, I mean, wrestling was marketed to kids, right? Yeah, it still so is. Why WBF? Like, who did that target? That's just Vince's project. Yeah, and like, even but do you think? I mean, I'm sure. 
Do you think there were adults back then watching like there's nobody, adults now? Nobody watched the WBF, which is why it went away after two years. Yeah. They lost all their money. No one watched that. <laughs> even even I remember my video store got the WBF tape, yeah. and I would see it. And I'm like, maybe I'll watch this. Never once watched it. Yeah, and I, I have no ha- interest in it. I have the Coliseum video of both those events. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a live watch along of the WBF, the World Bodybuilding Federation. Not really. No, you're not into it? I'll give it a shot, but okay. you know, I'm not into the bodybuilding part of it. Something good, then, that you, everyone will want to listen to and uh, check out. Uh, WrestleMania three, obviously a huge event. Silverdome, it's legendary. Hogan slams Andre. Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage. All this stuff. So I saw on Twitter... Um, a guy named Charlie, he tweeted something out saying, here's my pictures of me at the event. And last year he put it up on Reddit. And his name on Twitter, you guys can follow him, is Charlie092474. He's got amazing photos of this event, like where him and his uncles went to the, sh- the Silver Dome for it. And I'm like, yo, would you mind coming on to tell me about what that was like to be there? He's like, yeah, sure. So he came on the show. We recorded earlier today. The interview, it's about a half an hour of him just telling the stories of being there. You know, he takes us back to trying to get tickets because back in the day, you either had to call Ticketmaster or go to the venue. He was like, so we had like six different households trying to get through. We thought we didn't get them. And then my aunt called us saying she got them. They ended up with tickets on like the 50-yard line. Just, it's awesome. So we're going we're gonna to drop that show this Wednesday for you guys as kind of a special bonus going into WrestleMania. So that is something for all you wrestling to. fans out there. That's something for everyone to look forward to, man. Just like they were looking forward to this show, I'm sure, for a couple of weeks. Oh, I've, yeah. I've teased it a few times. It was supposed to come out on Friday and then didn't work out. I felt really bad we couldn't get it out. But yeah. we're out now. Well, well, I'm glad you decided on tonight. Yeah, you're up. You're ready to go. You're just to the gym or something? Where were you? No, I had to. This is silly. <laughs> Let's hear it. When we were talking about different things, I kept Sunday open because, you know, the Friday didn't work and Saturday didn't work. And then I said Saturday or Sunday afternoon, Saturday night. You said no. I'm like, and then my girlfriend asked me if I wanted to go to take our puppy to go to see the Easter Bunny at the mall. So I said, sure, I got nothing going on. So we took uh, (laughs) a puppy's name is Shadow, took Shadow up to see the Easter Bunny. Lots of dogs up there. Super fun time. Cute dogs, met dogs. He's sniffing other ones and he's barking. He's only four months old. So he's having a good time. Really proud of him. He didn't pee anywhere inside the mall, so <laughs> I was happy about that. I thought we would be there a lot longer, because that's why I told you earlier, 6 to 8, you know, anything after 8. Yeah. We were done at like 6.20. I'm like... <laughs> I'm you told me it took you two hours to do this? I didn't know. I okay. thought maybe we go get something to eat or whatever, but it was, you know, she went back home and I... She was kicked you to the here. curb. <laughs> you don't live far from me anyway. It's like you couldn't go back home. No, I did go back home. Okay, okay. I'm okay. just saying that... I thought maybe if if you were still available, like from six thirty to seven, that you'd still be around. But you weren't, so I just went back home. <laughs> I've got kids; they were up. I'm like Keith later. I got kids; I need this job. Yeah. My wife and I did before we had kids. We brought Forrest to meet Santa. There's a picture of her with Santa, so I I, I can dig it. Yeah, I can dig it. Easter Bunny. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm judging you. Well, if he was around as Santa, he'd probably go see Santa too. On my wrestling uh, podcast. So, thank you everyone for listening this week. I really appreciate that. Again, follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. I will be in New York for WrestleMania. Please, please, please come say hi if you're a listener of the show or a follower. It would be really awesome to see everyone out there. And uh, definitely see everyone at the Fully Posable Fig Life meetup at the Irish 
pub in New York right down the street from WrestleCon. It's at 2 o'clock on Saturday. So whatever you're doing Saturday night, you'll have plenty of time to get to it. So make sure you stop by to say hello to the fully posable guys, and I'll be there too. So say hi to me as well. Anything else, Eric, before we close for the week? Oh, that's it. Cool. I would say see you next week, but we will see you on Wednesday.